entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner, profit and business strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability and guides your growth. I want to share some strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I wanted to share something to help the listeners. I put together six easy tips that you can implement right now to help you improve your profitability. Pick those up on my website at trajectorybiz.com. So I'm super excited to have my guest today, Richard Walsh. Richard is a 30-year business veteran. He is also a best-selling author of Escape the Owner Prison and uh, The Contractor's uh, New Way to Scale, Regain, Control, and Fast-Track Your Growth While Loving Life. Love the title. As the creator of the ETOP, that's Escape the Owner Prison Academy business coaching program, and the host of ETOP podcast, his ultimate mission to help 10,000 business owners free themselves from their self-imposed shackles to, uh, to their business and to create freedom in their lives to do what they want when they want, and still be massively successful. Yes, I'm loving this. All right, Richard, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Marcia. Great to be here. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, so this is this is wonderful. So this is something that I've been really focusing on lately is owner dependency. Um, my my philosophy is is if you if the business can't run without you, you can't sell that business in the future. And, and so many business owners just like they're wearing these hats and they're changing off and they're working 16 hours a day, six days a week, nights, weekends, that's always on their mind. And they're like you said, they're shackled. How do they get out of that? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I know because I suffered for that for almost 20 years in my first business. You know, so it was me, right? I was the artist. I was the installer. I was the marketing guy. I was a sales guy. Yeah, I had crews. I had the office manager finally. And I started, started delegating a little bit, but I never really, was never really to break free of like, if I'm not there, no one can do it as good as me. It was come on my own ego, my own pride, that kind of thing. You know, so I think a lot of guys and girls suffer from that because you're the entrepreneur. You, this is your baby. You built it, you know, and you work all that time. Well, for me to give you a quick backstory, so that 18, almost 20 years go by, 08, 09 crash hits. Again, I'm top of my game. I'm the best at what I do. I did custom water features. I'm a steel sculptor, internationally recognized steel sculptor. I do all this cool stuff. And then the economy hits, crashes. All of a sudden, overnight, my, my business basically evaporated. You know, I had a half million dollars dry up in one day. Just people calling, saying, we're going to sit out. We're going to say, we're not going to do anything. And then that was, you know, six months before the season. So that wasn't boding well <laughs> what I had, uh, had coming up. So I uh, pretty much had is like, well, I think it's over. You know, we struggled through part of 09 and just having to shut the doors. But the big thing was I started realizing, Marcia, that, well, I'm not really making, I made a ton of money, right? I did really well, but I wasn't a good steward of that money. You know, and I didn't have like weird vices. And so I wasn't out gambling and going to Vegas and buying boats. You were just like living the life. <laughs> I, well, I was living the life, but I was reinvesting what I thought was reinvesting in my business. I buy 
large equipment, $50,000 cash. I'd, I'd spent $40,000 on a website, an e-commerce website that I didn't even want. I shut down a week after it got open. You oh, know, no. so I did a, a lot of dumb things. Okay. And I tell people now, don't be me back then. I tell my kids that all the time. Here's what I did. Don't do that. You want to do something else, you know? So, so, so all that kind of came together. I pushed a lot of stuff to the side, you know, let it stack up on the desk. I don't you know, even down to tax stuff, things like that. It's not important. You know, I'll just make more money. And, and eventually it just all that crumbled. So lost the house, lost everything. I had a wife and six small children under four years old at the time. Like, well, what are we going to do? Okay. <laughs> Cause I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh, we picked up, changed states, moved, had to kind of restart, figure things out. And that's when I started like really think about how could I have spent so long being so good at what I do and making great money and then have it all be gone. Hmm. Right. And that's, that's what took the, you know, the, really the, the retrospection. I really looked back, started doc, documenting what I did. And I, I found all the chinks in the armor, so to speak. Right. Yeah. I found all the little things I ignored and built up. If I would have done this, the biggest thing I'll tell you, Marcy, is that I should have listened to people. Okay. <laughs> now we were talking before we got on about being a Marine. I'm a Marine. I'm a little thick headed. Okay. I put my shoulder down. I get it done no matter what. Uh, I had great people around me who were giving me subtle advice because I, they could tell I'm not the guy who just wants to be helped, uh, which is another mistake. I tell my children not to do ask for help. It's good. And, uh, and that really caused my demise because everything that they had suggested would have kept all the bad things at me from happening. So now you're a coach, you, you help people with their business, you're a consultant. So am I, we do these things and I just let people know that's why I do it. I want to save their time. I want to save the cost of mistakes. You really have to be open to advice. You know, it doesn't mean you have to take it, but it means you have to be open to it. So that's kind of bring us, brings us up to where we're at now. You know, that's a fantastic um, realization that you had, because if you think about all the big businesses out there, nobody shouldered a multi-million dollar business all by themselves. You know, um, they've got people to do things. And that's that mentality of shifting from the, the, the solopreneur or the entrepreneur to the CEO, because that CEO shift allows you to say, step back. A real business leader and owner leads the business. They, you know, yeah, they could get their hands in it, but they, they, they have other people and that other, that those other people give valuable insights that maybe we can't see because we got our, 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 our sweat into it. And our, it's, it, it's our baby, like you said, and, and, you know, what, what are one of my, um, one of my coaches said, it's time to throw out the baby, right? You got to know when to throw out the baby and, 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 you know, you love this like dearly, but you need that. You need that feedback from other people. And so what a great recognition that you had to, to see that finally too late, obviously, but you know, well, it's, you're, yeah, you're using it's, it it's, yeah, it's never too late. You know, I, I, you know, failure is only, it's just a learning tool. That's all failure yeah. is. You know, I know, I know it doesn't seem like it, especially right. When it you hurts. Fail. It hurts. It does. <laughs> but you got to look back and you got to use it. I say, you know, the quit, the quit part is the bad part. The only thing worse than losing is quitting. Mm. Okay. So you can have your failures, but you don't have to quit. doesn't mean like maybe you can't, maybe you can't save that business, but there's more business. It doesn't mean you never go start another business. You know, now you're going to be armed with those failures and that understanding. You're going to know what not to do. 
may not know, not always know what to do, but you're going to know what not to do. And that's, that's priceless, you know? So you really want to start thinking that way. And that really, that's why I wrote the book, the escape the owner person book, because I wanted to show people how to truly scale. Cause I had to redo, I had to do it a second time, how to go from zero to a million, a million to 5 million, 5 million to 10 million. And what that looks like, you know, what it should look like if you're being that CEO, if you're being that guy who can has time to get up to the 10,000 foot level, look down, really work on the business as they say, not in it, you know, and really steer that ship, captain that ship. That's what's really important, you know. And there's so many great people out there, Marcia, that you you can find amazing people who can do things so much better than you can, right? All For the I mean, you're not a fraction of your value, right? Like, and fraction. it's like it'll make your life just amazing, yeah. You know, and they'll actually be happy because they get to be in their zone of genius, doing great things. They can help you systematize that that role. You know, you can empower your people to do amazing things, to build that business so it can operate without you. You know, so there's real purpose to this. It's, it's important to understand. You know, that's you, you, every time I hear this, this concept of, of really empowering your people, I always think of one of these little marketing pieces that I did that had this ant pushing this big old boulder up a hill. You can't do it alone. So you got to have those people with you to help you do it. So that's, that's great. So talk to me about... Um, how we, you mentioned you've got to empower your people and you've got to step away from the business and everything. Talk to me more about um, some of the challenges that we face as small business owners trying to get to that, you know, two to five million range. You know, we're already got a business running, but it's us. How do we get out of us? Get I'll out tell of you, Mike, the, the trick I learned, Marcia, is that, and I call it exit strategy. You got to focus on your exit strategy, okay? You've got, and people are like, well, I'm not even really making money, or I've been in business a year or two. I got, I'm going to do this thing forever. That's my favorite. I'm going to do this forever. I just, like, okay, you haven't been around too long, have you? Okay, because nothing lasts forever. And maybe you will, maybe you'll, but, you know, things you have, there's the things that are going to be out of your control that can change things and Option. numerous other things, right? So an exit strategy is starting with the end in mind. Okay, we've heard that from Stephen Covey and everywhere else, but really setting, you know, and that's like, how much is enough? You know, what's that number? How much do I want to sell my business for? How am I going to take my active business income and create passive income to replace my business income? How do I do that? You know, I got to build that. So what I call my exit strategy is the ultimate business filter, right? So every decision I make has to be run through my exit strategy. Does it get me closer to my exit or does it take me further away from it? You know, if it takes me further away, it's got to be a no. It keeps you disciplined. It mm. keeps you very, very focused on your targets. And, and, and you start to develop programs. You innovate everything else to catapult you towards that exit. That becomes a goal. That's the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. Right? That's the big gain. Now, okay, I want to, you know, X amount of dollars. I want this. I want it in eight years. Okay. So I got to gain this much market share. I got to create this much passive income. I need $80,000 a month to replace, you know, this. Come in and passively so I can actually step away, never have to work again. That's independent wealth, right? Replaces all my living income. I got my best life ever. I can support with that. But you understand that if you've been in business for a while, what I learned, because like I said, I made a lot of money. I just, it will evaporate if you don't have a plan for it. You'll do a lot of great things. You'll have great memories. You'll have some memories. Okay. But that's all going to be all you have. And you can't buy food with memories. Yeah. Okay. You'll be king of the hill for a little while, but yeah, that's, that's, that's right. it. So, so a lot of people don't think um, about that exit. You know, they're thinking about mm -hmm. how do I get to next month? How do I get to next year? Mm -hmm. How do I get this one more job? How do I get, you know, they're, they're, like you said, they're so engulfed in their business 
that they're not thinking far enough ahead. Every one of the clients that I coach, I say, okay, what, you know, whether we term it exit strategy or not, but what's the end game? You know, you put your blood, sweat, tears, weekends, nights, your savings, everything into this. Like you said, you're reinvesting back into this business to just, what are you going to do? Walk away. And I think, I think that this, the shift in the mentality that, that I want listeners to have is that if you think about your business as a business worth selling, then it's also a business worth owning. And you can now have something that you enjoy working in. You're not pulling the weekends and nights, you know, you're doing the things that you want. You're creating that owner lifestyle. But it, like you said, it takes that plan. Right. Right. I think that's a great perspective, right? Because you, an exit strategy means you have to build a business to sell. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't get to have an exit strategy without a, a business to sell. It really doesn't work because in order for you to have the freedom as an entrepreneur, as an owner, you've got to, you have to build a system that runs without you. Mm -hmm. just, the two aren't disconnected. You can't disconnect the two. So again, you add your exit strategy. Now you've got the target. You understand that you want to sell the business. That, that is a big part of my exit strategy. If I want 10.5 million for my business, okay, in 10 years as part of my exit strategy, well, I got to build a business that will, that someone will want to pay 10.5 million for, right? Yeah. And there no, no one's buying you, the owner. Nobody oh, wants gosh. you. That's I don't right. want to bust your bubble. You're amazing. I get it. It's a bit, <laughs> but no one wants you, okay? And when you don't want you, you don't want you to be yeah. trapped in your business. You just spent 10 or 20 years building. You want to get that check, shake their hand, and just out the door. And that's it. And be done. And it's all theirs. You built them a great thing. You've built culture into it. You built systems, processes. You're able to gain market share whenever you want. You, you basically made it recession proof. Who doesn't want to buy that? Right. Yes. Then you get to that's actually the pick your new order. Business. Right. You get to pick the new owner, actually, because you're not going to have mm -hmm. one guy hoping to give you a little bit of, you know, a little bit of scrap money. You know, you're talking about people battling over for your market share that you've created. You should have that that mindset. I'm going to build something that is going to be super attractive. You know, the ones that you hear like, hey, they paid $170 million for this business, you know, whatever. Okay, whatever the number is, that's great. But think think that way. Have the mindset of that kind of greatness, you know, that people will be knocking down your door to hand you a check. It, it's awesome. It's, it's, it is awesome. So one other thing is, even though you're the business owner and you're not seeing that $10.5 million price tag or that $170 million price tag, there are still price tags out there for you. And so there are people that don't want to do what you did over the years and struggle for it. You may end up selling your business for, you know, a couple hundred thousand if you don't grow it to a $10 million business, because there's still people that want to buy your business. So don't be afraid if you don't think you have the next, you know, Google or, or Apple right. or, <laughs> you know, or tech company that's going to explode on you. You know, there are really important businesses. And, and in the service world where I focus, um, you know, there's the plumber can sell his business. The chiropractor can sell his business. The attorney can sell his practice. You know, there are practices worth selling, but again, systems, processes, everything that you have lined up and that you are not the business. I'm loving this. Yeah, yeah you know, you know, a great thing about that on that point, um, and again, I deal with contractors all the time, right? I'm in the trades and service industry. That's my main focus too. I tell them, let's do a little, let's do a little exercise. Let's go, let's go buy a business. Yeah. Literally, let's go and take that as an exercise. Go through the process. You know, obviously, obviously you have to write a check. 
you know, but go through the process. Okay. Find a business for sale and go look at it. Just like you look at a house. You don't have to buy the house, right? You're going to walk around the house. You can look at it. Well, the kitchen's kind of shot. The bathroom needs remodeling. You know, there's no fence in the backyard for the dog, whatever. So you do the same thing in a business. You got a plumber going, well, this guy's got two rusty vans and, uh, you know, some old tools. He's got one office person. Okay. I'll I'll give you $8,000 for your business. Because you got a list, you know, but do they have a list? Do they, you know, so all those systems, those processes, uh, you know, the equity in your vehicles, maybe you've got, maybe you've got buildings, whether you're going to keep one, whatever you start to see what others have built, Mm. how they're selling and you start to learn a lot. Oh, I don't do that. I should, I should really do that. That's that's a great idea. You know, so that's a really awesome idea. Yeah. It's a great exercise to do periodically once a year, every two or three years, just go, go business hunting. Go look to buy a business. You'll learn a ton. I love it because then it says, okay, what am I missing? Or what do I have that they don't have? And, and how can I improve it? Because yeah, that is the attractiveness of your business is based on the value of your, your actual assets that you have in the business, your reputation or your client list. And then, um, you know, what future income you're bringing in, mm-hmm. you know, that they can step into. So there are, you know, I mean, it's not rocket science, but, you know, there right. are some things that you can do and people that you can have in. Nobody, by the way, you, you, you brought this up earlier. Nobody wants to step into the business where they're going to have to work 16 hours. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, they don't want that. They want, they want to step in and, and oversee that, that Johnny and, and Susie are going to run the business just right. And they can oversee it and they can get involved if they run. But the the continuity of the business will continue because just because you're taking that owner out and putting putting the new guy in. So you know, there's another, another thing to consider when you're looking at these businesses to buy them. What's a great way to increase your market share? Buy another yeah. business, right? So maybe you go in and now you've done this a couple of times and you go into the guy who's like, well, he's got a good list, but everything else is a hot mess. I'm dialed in. I know how to create systems. I can absorb this into my systems. You can buy that market share, that competition for a song. Yeah. And now you can grow, right? So now you're not going to pay the 500000 or the $1.2 million. You're going to get it for $25,000, dollars Because the guy's yeah. still going to get out. He didn't plan. He didn't build a business right. He wants to get out. And I'm not saying you're taking advantage, but that's it. That's the value of your business. What a great way to gain. You flip your good reputation, your trucks, your vans, whatever it is. Take that list, let them know, show them who you and look out. You just gain that market share for pennies on the dollar. And what, what a big aha, because that guy didn't plan properly and didn't put the systems and people in place. He can't sell it. He can only sell his business for pennies. Where what we're talking about is getting everything in place so that your business is super valuable. And so you won't make the mistake and end up only selling it for a song, right? Exactly. You know, the one other thing on that too, the systems and process aspect that you talk about and having that in place, this is how you get and keep good people, Mm. right? We're all looking for good people, especially today. It's like there's a shortage of help, period, especially good good help. help. But no, no, no one good wants to walk into a mess. No one wants to come in where there's no, so no, they're like, okay, they're not hired to create all this stuff. Right. So you have to get, now you can still have people obviously on the payroll before this, but that should be your goal to really tighten up the systems and processes. So the great people come in and they'll just make them better. But if you don't have them, if you don't have job expectations and boundaries and parameters, and here's what your exact job, this is how we do it. 
you know, if you do have a better way, I'm always open to, you know, make it better. But those people will come and have a purpose and really feel uh, fulfilled in their job. Whereas yeah. other people, they're just not going to come into the, I'm still handwriting invoices and tearing it off. And I think it's on the floor of my truck. And they pick that up and they bring it <laughs> in the box and they're dropping a box off of the account, you know, with receipts Yikes. and let me know what I owe. And, you know, we've all seen it, right? So that's, that's what you don't want, you know? So let's all avoid that. You know, we want to attract great people because that's one of your biggest challenges as a as an owner is going to be attracting great people. But a dialed in system is the number one way to get great people. So let's talk a little bit more about that system. So I know you're in the, the contracting world, but these kind of systems can um, can can cross over to other mm -hmm. industries along the way. But so talk about what kind of systems. So if you were coming in and you were going, OK, I have to systematize my business. What's the first thing that you would do? Well, first thing you've got to break it down. Okay. You don't just pick one. You know, you have to say, what are they? We call them silo stack segments, steps, right? We take them through that. So we kind of big sales. What are the big, is it marketing? Is it, is it, um, you know, is it, is it bidding? Is it, so you break up these big ones. Then inside you start making, okay, what's next? And so what does that look like inside there? You bring all the way down to the steps, like the if then. If they do this, mm -hmm. then I do this. If I do this, just like if you're coding a computer, right? It, it all depends on what the next, what the first action was will dictate the next action. So you mm -hmm. start to create that. And you can literally do that in pencil and paper, start to break it down, really take your business, each part of it. Like I said, the marketing, the admin aspect, the office manager, break that down. What does that look like? Here's my accounting. What does it look like? Then you got to start breaking those down. You can get, you know, you can make, make flow charts. I love to make flow charts. I have a sales procedure system. It's 33 steps. Okay, people are like 30. It's a lot. The sales process is a lot. And this is this is the first call all the way through after the job is complete. You've collected the thank you gifts and then the ongoing email campaigns, right? To get the next sale from the same person. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a whole flow to all this. So you start to create those, and now they're in place, and now everyone understands where they're going step by step by step. Right. Oh, I get it. Okay, I do this. So you want to build that. It takes time. This is the hardest part, and I think it's the most um unattractive aspect to any entrepreneur is to do this, is to build yeah. these systems, right? Yeah. But if you're ever going to get to that, to that level where you can walk away, you can be handy. You have to build them. You, your business will not function without yeah. these systems. So spend the time now and have tons of freedom later. You know, I think, I think another, another first step would be um, which is going to make the, the biggest impact or who are you going to hire next? So some of us in the smaller space, you know, we're making our second or third hire or even the first hire. And what job are we going to have them do? And then you start with that SOP, standard operating procedure. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you start building those pieces out. So I think, you know, it can be overwhelming, you know, and talking to business owners that don't have any more time in the day, you know, they don't want to add this monstrous task to them. But it's like my mom used to say, you know, you're, you're eating an elephant. So start at the tail <laughs> and start mm -hmm. small and making your way through. But it is something that is so important to really, whether you're selling or not, to take your business to the next level is to have operating procedures that, that come in and someone can step in that role and get it done. And you have confidence that they're going to do it the way you want them to do it. Right. It's duplicatable, right? So, yeah. so you've got a great office manager and she's killing it and doing everything. She's it's so awesome. And then you create this great system because all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to be on maternity leave for two months. Okay. Or whatever. And God bless her. That's nothing wrong with that. You're going to come back. I sure hope. But I can't spend two months training someone. 
I need two days. So a system gets them in. They understand, oh, I do this, this. You put it in video format. They can watch it at home and learn. They can whatever. So we really make it very accessible to the people who are going to in that role. But we want everyone to be up to speed as quick as possible. And this can go for the guy swinging a hammer on the roof. It's the same thing. There's there's no difference. You know, it all eventually you'll build them for all of that. So they understand, you know, like I said before, people want to work for places like that because they understand the expectations of them, right? They understand what I expect from you on the job. I, they don't want to be blindsided with, hey, you're supposed to do this. Well, you never told me. You know, right. I don't like never told me either. You know, why aren't you doing this? I wasn't told. Okay, well, you know, so you got to be very clear on that stuff, but it's a great way to build um, uh, a, a way to really keep a smooth operator. And as you know, it'll increase your profitability just by creating those systems. Whatever you exactly. spend to make them, which isn't a lot, really. It's more time. It's your time. That's what you're really spending. But that is going to, and you won't, I'm not talking about a little bit of profitability. It's going to create a lot because, man, is it going to open your eyes and open doors to things you weren't even thinking about as you build your way down that list, you know, on procurement and all kinds of things. It's amazing. And I think the greatest thing is, is that we business owners are, like you said, we're wearing all these hats. We're, we're, we're swinging the hammer. We're sweeping the floors. We're, we're doing our, you know, basic accounting, we're, we're chasing the leads, we're doing all these things. If you take the time up front and even now to create those systems, you're giving yourself time back because now you can delegate and you can hire and you can do the things because we're done with the 16 hour a day, seven, you know, six or seven days a week, you know, missing the kids baseball game because you're thinking about work or you got to, you got to chase this or do that. So these systems and this creation of having an owner dependent business will free you up. It will be, it's probably the biggest mindset shift and action shift that you can do as a business owner. And it will create a profitable business that you can sell sometime in the future. I love this yeah, conversation. For sure. And, and the thing, it doesn't matter if you're in business your first year or your 10th year. It can be done any today. You can start yeah. right now with a pen and paper and you can start doing right. these systems. And, and it really should be a priority. You know, like I said, yeah. understand the exit, understand, get that clarity where the business needs to go, start building out those systems. And like I said, there's a lot of other doors that will open. But you, like you said, time is what we want. We got in the business for freedom. All right. We I mean, that's what we got in. Right. Yeah. And we I'm telling you, but I, I did 20 years of it. And I love I love to work. I'm not a lazy. I loved every 16 hour day. I loved it doing my stuff. But then I get a family and six kids, and all of a sudden I'm like, man, I'm never gonna see them. That's right. You know, I'm like, I leave in the dark and I come home in the dark and you know, I'm putting them to bed and they're crying, you know, when I leave and they're you know attacking me when I get home. And they and I, that's when I had a big epiphany, like. I can't continue a life and teach my children that business is number one, that it's 16 hours a day. And I got to do this for you. And all that. I would perpetuate that generation to generation. Right. I'm like, this is not what business is. This is not how you raise a family. Okay. My dad worked all the time. He gave me a great work ethic. You know, I thank mm-hmm. him for that. He's never around. Okay. That's not a good thing. Okay. Mm. And I don't want to do that for my kids. I want to homeschool my kids. My wife's at home. I want to be a part of that. You know, so I don't want the 16 hours a day. I want six or seven hours a day, you know, broken up, you know, because I do still like to work and I got things I want to do and I want to grow their business. So, but at the same time, I'm like, I understand. I'll never see my son run that 800 meter again that day on that track. You know, if I miss that, I'm never getting that back. You know, that one day could, could be a PR, 
could be the worst race of his life, but I don't want him to see the one. You know, want to be there for him. So that's that's why I changed how I built businesses and really dove into how and why this happened and how do I change it and then put it into place. And now it's just it is the only way to go. Uh, it's it's a fantastic way to go and to create the lifestyle we want, you know, because us business owners, we got into like business, you said, because of the lifestyle, you know, and then we get sucked in. And and I agree. I think this is the only way to run a business that's profitable and saleable by having that all planned in with the systems and processes and everything in place. So this is, this is a really important topic that listeners um, need to know about. And it's never, ever, ever, ever too late. Whether you, like you said, you've been in business one year or 10 years, it's time now, now. So where, um, what can listeners do to, to, um, to really get out of their own way. So, um, you know, we talked about the list in, in, in the in the operations and the processes and systems. So are there any other tips or tricks that you would give us to, to um, get us ready for that exit plan? Well, I think it really has to be a mindset shift. And you hear a lot about this mindset stuff. I and mean, it's important. I get it's it. Else, but, you know, it's, 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 but the thing is you have to accept it. You have to be able to let go. Okay. You got to really open your hand. I call it the death grip on the business, whether that's a hammer or just, I just, you know, I'm the only one who's got a key to the office. No one else. I don't trust anyone. Now I'm the only one with a key. I got to open it up and let the people in, you know, because it's my place. You got to let go of that. That's when your mind has to go. You have to spend some time doing some visionary work. Okay. Cause that's your job. You're the only visionary in the company. That's part of your top 5% that only you can do, but it's to sit there and just dream a little bit. What would this look like? What would a month off look like? What would three hours a day look like? What would, you know, my, my passive income replacing my business income look like? What would that look like? You know, can I go hang out with my kids during the day if they need me? Can I go to the park, push them on a swing, you know, and no one's calling me, no one's bothering me. That's, that's a way to prep. You've got to ingrain that in your mind so you understand your why. Okay, we always hear that too. You know, I got to know your why, but it's important. If you don't really understand the ultimate purpose, and it's usually not money. Money's not the, the end goal, right? That's not why we're in this. Money's the tool. Yeah, it's a representation of freedom, right? It's security. Money gives us security. So we want it. It's good. It's a great thing. But really, intrinsically, what is it? You know, is it that time? Is it time with us with family members? Is it time for yourself? Whatever. That's what you need to work on. You know, get that's going to help you because then you're going to be driven to do those systems and processes. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to encourage you to push through that difficult those difficult exercises, creating that. And then you're going to get to the other side in a very short period of time. And you're going to be like, this is awesome. Yeah. That reverse engineer, if you don't know where you're going, how do you know how to get there? So right. I love the dreaming and the why, you know, the why moves you and gets you up every morning. You know, what time, when that alarm goes off, what, it, what, it, what's dragging you out of bed, <laughs> right? right? That's right. the why. So I love this. Richard, this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, both of us are super passionate about it, so it's a little—it's yeah. a good one. Um, but where can listeners find out more about you and uh, and your book? The easiest thing is to go to escapetheownerprison.com. Go there. I get everything from my podcast to my book to my videos to everything you could want. So just one-stop shop, escapetheownerprison.com. Escapetheownerprison.com. We. Who went, Who got into business to be in a prison like this? This is the crazy thing that we don't think about by just reacting 
through our business. If you put those systems and processes in place and you look at the end, then you can reverse engineer everything as it comes along. Just, it's such a, it's such a fantastic topic that is so important for listeners today. So again, one more time, where is it? Escapetheownerprison.com. Awesome. Thanks. All right, listeners, I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business that will help your business be more profitable and create that exit strategy so you know exactly where you're going and why you're doing it. Um, Now more than ever, it's important to build your own business plan, profit plan. Don't forget to pick up my six easy tips that will help you improve your profitability right now. Go to my website, trajectorybiz, that's B-I-Z dot com. And as always, we would love to hear your feedback or questions. Richard and I will be happy to answer questions in the, in the chat. So please put them in there and um, subscribe and uh, we'll get you uh, for next, uh, next week's podcast. And as always, you can catch Profit With A Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Richard. Thank you.